want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey guys, I got a book in the mail. I can't remember the name of it. Lakshana or something like that. Sounds like something out of a movie. But anyway, um, and then there's like this picture. You could tell it's a female, but it was like a, it looked like a Picasso painting, honestly. So, you know, it comes with a little letter says, uh, this book was just published and I'm sending it to a bunch of churches to, so they can see how wrong Christianity has been for so many years, for thousands of years, I think is what it said. So I turn it over and I look at it, the back. And the first thing I read is that this Lakshana, Shawana, whatever, I, I don't even know how you pronounce it, is the real name of the Messiah. And I went, it kind of sounds like Yeshua a little bit, like that maybe that's what they were going with as I looked at it closer, Yeshua. And like, no, that's not what it is, though. And so I keep reading, and it says that the Messiah is a female. I dropped it on my desk, and I said, Lord, what do I do with this? <laughs> well, then I opened it up, and I read the, the introduction. Not only is the Messiah a female, and Christians have got it wrong for thousands of years, did he can prove it, and he's going to prove what the real name of God is. It's not Yahweh, it's not Elohim, it's Yahweh, 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 or something like that. I'm like, what is this, like the Flintstones? Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, this guy is really off his rocker. And then I knew that wasn't the right thing to say. That's not what God wanted me to say. But I do believe God impressed upon me to send it back to him and say, you're not interested. So that's what I plan on doing next week. I'm going to just mail it back to him and say, thanks, but not interested. Um, but anyway... You know, it reminded me, and actually, in not this weekend, but the weekend following, I'm doing a, a sermon on, you know, watching out for extremism and how to avoid it, because I fell into that trap years ago. And um, I don't want to give it all away, because there'll be people that will see this before that Sunday, but uh, it's tune in on uh, October 29th. If you want to hear that sermon, but um, anyway, so what do you guys think of that? Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that you were in the cult before. <laughs> well, <laughs> I stopped short of calling it a cult and, uh, because I would well, believe it because one reason, and I'll tell you why. One reason is they didn't have a single charismatic leader. Had they had that, though, this one guy was very close to being that. But had they had that, I would have called it a cult. But and and I really believe God told me not to call it a cult because He has some people that join that. But let me tell you, it was cult-like for sure. There was a, that had a lot of the signs of a cult, a lot of signs. Mm -hmm. And they weren't called the Moonies or the um, Jonestown or anything like that. You know, cool later, go up into outer space. You, you know, one of the most one of the most dangerous forms of extremism is when it's just a, a shade off of reality. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 
I mean, you know, because you know, it's 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 like what was said that you know the the devil the devil doesn't have us you know usually the devil doesn't push us into like crazy extremes. The devil's just the devil just wants us to question what's written in the word, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's as extreme as being you know that would be as extreme as Robert having a a, a, a thing on his head that that what do they call that thing the turban or whatever yeah and 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 praying to Allah like if if God if Robert right now were just to question God that would be every bit as extreme as him you know, shouting oh, yeah. something in Muslim, you know. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta know that like extremists, nobody wakes up out of the bed one day and says, I'm just gonna be extreme. Right. It's a very it's a slippery slope and it starts off with just a a distortion. Mm-hmm. So there's and which is what a cult is, right? It's a distortion of something that should be correct, right? Or a mainline religion even. But it's it's a so a cult is this distortion of something. And so what's happening is it's a slow distortion until it ends up extreme. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, you know, if if you're as old as me, you remember people like David Koresh or Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, those guys did not start off extreme. They started off with right. distortions that kept getting worse and worse and once people bought into the first distortion then they were more likely to buy into the next one and so forth Mm -hmm. and so on until it ends up with this idea of you know you're just when people from the outside look in they go wow that's just crazy how'd you ever end up there and it's like well it wasn't they didn't wake up that way right Mm -hmm. Uh, right if you imagine it kind of like this you know if we were considering spiritual adultery right which idolatry or cults and everything else anything that would not be what god would want you to do um nobody wakes up in their marriage and go i'm just going to go commit adultery on my wife today (laughs) you're absolutely right like it's it's not that's not the plan the plan what happens is something happens where your marriage is hurting and then you end up with small distortions throughout the day that lead you down the wrong path to the wrong person Mm-hmm. And that is exactly the way spiritual adultery works too. And these and these cults and extremists end up extreme because you're buying into a small lie to begin with. You know, if we think about, I'm going to be careful how I say this. I don't want to sound like I'm uh, a bigot or anything like that. But the entire Muslim religion really we could trace it back to a sinful act where sarah said i'm not gonna have a baby take hagar mm-hmm. abraham and hagar have ishmael who later you know has i think he had did he have 12 sons himself or his son had 12 sons i can't remember how it went but it was it mimicked isaac and jacob but anyway um so they got these 12 ishmaelite tribes that we can all trace to like Saudi Arabia, Palestine, um, all those Muslim nations that we know of today. And there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Muslim religion other than they worship a, a man who's dead and we worship a man who's very much alive. But um, 
just as there is extremism in Christianity, there's extremism in Muslims, and we're seeing it right now with what's going on in Israel. Hamas does not represent the Palestinians at all. They're using them. Right. I feel bad for the Palestinians. I have for years, but they are being used. So. Well, and there's extremism in Christianity too. And, Absolutely. And I, I, as someone who has spent the last few years listening to a lot of you know prophetic and different podcasts and things like that, you know, there were a lot of Christians, you know, during the last this past election cycle, uh, who were step and step listening to every word that QAnon was talking mm -hmm. about. And 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 they were just intertwined with them, and they thought it was you know this uh, you know they 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 believed that everything that QAnon was putting out and all this stuff, and it's like, ooh, they're not listening to God, you know, and 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 it's easy for anybody to get caught up in that trap, just like it's easy for those Palestinians over there, you know, to get caught up in in the Hamas and the Hezbollah. Uh, because, you know, pretty soon, you know, you go and, and you keep listening to all this rhetoric and all this talk, and pretty soon you get, like Robert said earlier, it's a step-by-step -step process of just getting swept up in extremism. Well, we had Christians doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have that, you have that in every religion. You're going to have that in every, because... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Think, think about what Jesus had to deal with, right? He's dealing with people... Uh, in his time was dealing with the Pharisees who were really against him. Pharisees were pretty extreme. Oh, yeah. All about the law. And you know what happens when you are only about the law? And you become very judgmental, right? You become a, a, all, it's all about judgment. And I mean, they, they're very extreme on the situation, all thinking it's from God. Right now, now, even though Jesus was pointing out it was not, Right. He's commenting as the word, the living word, yeah. commenting on the word. Right. He's literally the living commentary here. And and he's expressing in his life how they were to live out the Torah because they were so extreme. They couldn't even fit into that plan. They, they couldn't even they couldn't even understand how that would be the holiness of God or how that would right. be God's plan. Because to them it was too, it was it was not rigid enough. It was not the way it needed to be, and they couldn't understand it. And and of course you see the end result of them, right? So as much as they as much as they hated the Romans, they had no problem using the Romans to enact their death sentence on an innocent man, mm -hmm. which was clearly against the Torah. Right. Everything they did against Christ was against the Torah, but in their pursuit of their extremist ways. They could not see that they were doing the wrong thing. They really right. believed it was from the Lord. And then years later, what do you have? You end up with Paul, who's literally terrorizing Christian homes. And if Jesus doesn't get a hold of him, right, where's he doing? He's on his way to Damascus. He's starting to travel outside of Jerusalem to go get him. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's it, you have this kind of this this mentality, this extremist mentality. It's in Scripture. I mean, the the zealots were were terrorist group. Mm -hmm. they they were their flag and I, I don't know if a lot of people realize this but one so the zealot that was apostle on jesus is in jesus's group is a terrorist mm -hmm. it's just that he's a terrorist against the romans 
he is a militant Jew who's who trained for years to do this thing and zealots carried daggers on them and they would carry daggers and stab a Roman and keep going. Mm -hmm. And, and this is, this is who they were when Jesus is on trial. The guy who's the guy who is set free. They offer two people up. Who are they? It's Jesus oh, Barabbas. and Barabbas. And who is he? The one who incited terror. Or started a riot. He started a riot. He was a zealot. Yeah. He was a terrorist. And so they offered up a terrorist and Jesus, and they set the terrorist free. And so yeah. what happens is he, you know, he he's on trial. It's not because he's insane or crazy or, you know, the way movies portray him. He's a militant Jew arrested by the Romans, probably because he tried to kill a Roman. And, and now he's on death row, right, for it. And it's treason. And, and Jesus is considered to be committing treason because he's declaring himself a king. Right. 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 So they have the same penalty. So, but it's extremism. This extremism, you can't see your faults. It blinds you to the, your extremist ways. It blinds you to the hypocrisy of all that you do. It blinds you to all of this. You know, my time in the cult, as Chad would say, came from one thing, really. Well, one root cause, my search for identity. And it's almost like this guy who wrote this book, that's almost what I could see coming out of it was like, he wants to show that he matters, that he can find something that no one else has found. And here it is. And I've done the research and I've proven it with the Bible. No, <laughs> I, okay. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Not my daughter, my son. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone just negates his theory. But, um, and I think that a lot of people like Jim Jones, you know, for those who are old enough to remember, he wanted so badly to be a healer. That was his whole premise for starting the things he did. And when, he got to the point where he was lying about it, saying he was getting people to say they were healed, paying them to say they were healed mm -hmm. so that he would look like a healer. And then when he got into financial trouble with the, the United States, he moved to wherever that place was in South America. And anyway, I mean, David Koresh. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Uh, Joseph Smith, even. Yeah. And there's always a bait and switch. There's always like, oh, yeah. Start, start off as a strong leader, end up as the savior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always, yeah. There's always a trade off, right? And so, because Satan wants to be worshiped, right? And he's he's leading people to be this, their own God is what he's doing, like, because that's what he wants, right? Right, and, right. And so, you know, and so you, you see this in cults, uh, just so people know, right? There's always there's always the same kind of things that are, that are in cults. You can recognize them because of their distortions. There's always a distortion of scripture. If you're talking yeah. about a Christian cult, if you're talking about a Christian cult, there's a distortion of scripture. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. There's a distortion of who Christ is, a distortion of the Trinity, right? There will be there will be um, a new revelation. Oh, we we've got something new. That was never known before. Yes, yes. Like, yes. watch out for new revelations. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch out for people. Listen, listen, I, I, I have the Bible right here. 
And you know what the Lord tells me? This is the revelation. That's right. That's right. And 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 so in Christianity, we believe this is a closed canon. We're not getting any more revelation. This is it. It's completed. Uh, we are getting enlightenment, mm -hmm. but not new revelation. But what's happening is these guys will come up and say, hey, I've got something new. God has shown me something never, never before seen. That's what the original Gnostics would do too, right? Oh, they have this secret knowledge no one else mm -hmm. knew. Right. But if you're part of their group, right? And so, and so they have, you know, so cults have this understanding that they distort and give new revelation. They will end up changing theology. It'll never stay the same. They'll change it to suit their needs. Uh, and, you know, you have you know, just all of these things. Cults have the same qualities, and just don't, we just don't need to be duped by them. Those are end up extreme. They end up as extremists. We, we, and, and you know, here's another thing that happened this week that was interesting. Uh, it, it, society has drifted so far away over the course of years from living according to God's word in our in our daily lives and, and just in general in society that now as as living trying to live according to uh, biblical and, and Christ-based standards, we're the extremists. And, mm -hmm. and, and how this came up, and, and this is, so I'm kind of doing a little plot twist here, but how this came up was earlier this week, one of the boys at work, for me at work, he uh, was talking about somebody that we both know, uh, a mutual acquaintance that we both know, and he said, he said, you know, he said him and his wife, they they sit in the evening and they do crazy stuff. They read scriptures to each other. And, and I just sort of I just sort of looked at him and I just said, oh, you know, does that does that bother you? And he was like, well, that's just weird. You know, like, that's really weird. And it's like, so there you go. And, and you know, uh, really just in the course of time, society has drifted away from the shore to the point where now, you know, we're borderline extremists by just, you know, living, living uh, according to biblical and Christ-based standards. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I think that's going to change. I think that's going to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lost a, I guess I would say a friend um, over Jesus way back in 1998, I think it was. Um, worked at this company and I, I was really close with all the people I worked with. And this one younger guy, I mean, I was 28 at the time, but he was like 19, 20, um, just out of high school and was working there. But somebody got a hold of him and, and, and preached the gospel to him one night and he gave his life to Christ and he really made a huge turnaround. And after a couple of weeks, he was like evangelizing to people in the, our, area and i just kind of sat back and watched and you know soaked it all in but this one guy that i was pretty close to comes up to me one day and he says i don't remember the guy's name i'm just going to say um rick he says what do you think of rick and all this ooh jesus stuff and he did it just like that threw his hands up in the air and i went i'm all for it i think it's great i'm glad to see that he has come to know the lord he just looked at me he goes you're one of them too and I promise you, the guy never talked to me again. Never talked to me again, because I was one of them, too. 
I ended up leaving uh, not too long after that, um, going to a different job. But um, yeah, I'll never forget that. I lost one right about the same time because after Robert converted me, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Robert, Robert uh, kind of showed showed me showed me the ropes a little bit. Uh, my best friend and well, one of my best friends in high school uh, was, you know, we we listened to all this death metal, satanic, heavy metal stuff, you know, and all this and. And, you know, we were good friends. And and after that, I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me anymore. And then when I met my wife, um, we started dating. Um, he was done with me because it was like, you know, he, he, you know, I know what it was. The enemy was just telling him, like, you mm-hmm. know, that this, you know, so there was, you know, some persecution that went on there. And then he, he got mad and left and never came back, you know. Well, so Chad, you brought up a, a good point. So let's let me. I'm going to give you guys a question. Okay. And and because uh, I, I mean, if I'm sitting out there, I'm going to play some devil's advocate here. But if I'm sitting out there, I'm going to ask you a question, right? If I'm not a believer, especially, okay. I'm going to ask this question. So Chad mentions, hey, you know, in some circles, right, Christianity is considered the extremist today. Mm-hmm. What makes what makes Christians different than Hamas? Well, back to what Phil said, it's what we believe. We believe in a living God and versus the they believe in, in a man who died. Yeah. That would be my my answer. We okay, that yes is a very good answer, but I would also say that we teach and should i should say should um teach and live love whereas they are all about i don't know what they're about honestly um jihad they are taught they're not taught to love as we were taught to love we were taught to love our lord your god with all your heart your soul and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself and everything is built upon those two commandments But they're taught that if you don't believe and if you won't convert to Muslim to to Islam, then you should be killed. Okay, and so Phil, what makes that extreme? What makes what extreme? Hamas or Christianity? Yeah, if, you, if you don't convert, you'll be killed. What makes that extreme? Um. You don't have to have any kind of religion to think that's extreme. Murder is not something that's socially acceptable. I would agree with you, but we see more of that happening in the United States than we think. Ah, uh, yeah. Where murder is becoming acceptable, right? Yeah. It's called abortion. Yeah. And there's been 60, 67 million or whatever it's been on the books officially. See, I, I think I think the, the right. issue to me is like you really got to ask the question, what what is the truth in the world? Like, is there a truth? What is it? And if, if and if there is a truth, what's the closest thing to it? The reality is like we have situations where it, it you can't anything that's hypocritical is simply not the truth. 
right? You you can't say, well, I, you know, going back to your point, like, yeah, so I'm going to kill you if you don't believe me, right? But you're not allowed to kill me because that would be wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, wait a second. If we all went off of that plan, nobody would be alive, right? Maybe nobody alive today. That clearly cannot be the truth. That's not how. That's not how the world would work. If God exists, He certainly wouldn't want that to happen because otherwise, nobody'd be left. And, and so the reality is, like, you you have to have some sort of standard of truth to be able to determine what is going to be considered extreme or not i'm going to go back to the bible that's, that's a very good point that's a very good point i'm going to say that this is going to be our measure of what's going to be able to be extreme or not this is why god gave us this so we would know the truth right once we knew the truth we'd be set free from all the crazy extreme ideas that are out there Let's see what's happening. And, and if everybody's anybody's wondering, why are we having such trouble in our own country? Why are we having such trouble in the world? It's because they're building standards off of something that God never gave them right. while declaring it's from God. But in reality, they're just ending up extreme. And then they figure, hey, if you're not following my path, then then something's wrong with you. Well, that's not that's not right. And that's not what the, the actual Bible tells us. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for the Bible is, is going to be that standard of truth that really helps us be able to measure that right and wrong, that extreme versus not extreme. Right. Um, you know, and, and so if followed correctly, if followed correctly, you end up with a very, very balanced, practical life of worship to the Lord following Christ. And it's, and it's powerful. If followed incorrectly or distorted, yes, you can end up with extremism, kind of like, you know, kind of like different uh, versions of Islam, right? Yeah, some exactly. There are some Islamic people say this is peaceful. Some say no, it's not peaceful, right? And and then it's and it's like, well, okay, well, uh, there's got to be some sort of standard of truth because even within in their own religion, they're arguing this point, right? So so there's you know that's that is significant. If we are if if we cannot determine what truth is, then you cannot actually define that something is extreme. Hmm. You you cannot say this is extreme or that's extreme. You have to be able to have a an understanding of truth. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'll, you sure. want to talk about extremism? I'm I'm going back to the back to the number I just gave you guys a minute ago. There, I think the number is 67 million, and you can look it up. But I believe that that's the official official number, somewhere between 63 and 67 million abortions, official abortions. Those are just the official ones that they actually have records of in this country from 1970, 1970, or 1973. To up, up until today think about that that's an extreme number and those are legalized deaths of of, of human beings under the law man-made law in the united states of america and and if you want to talk about a comparison only only 53 million people died in world war ii hmm. Wow. We, we, we've, we, and across the entire world, 
So, you know, there was all the, you know, all this talk about atrocities and things. And and and, and the other, the, I don't know this figure, but how many people in the world died of COVID? We, 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 we've had over 60 million abortions in this country since in basically two or three generations, depending on how you want to define a generation, since 1970 or 1973. That's extreme. That is very extreme. Especially when you think about there's 360 million people in the United States. Mm-hmm. We've, we've eliminated... 60 plus million people of a population of a country of 360 million. That's extreme. And and you know the way that the enemy is using and changing our mind so that we don't see the extremism of that? It's always about the individual. Yep. Right. right. Choice. So as long as it's as long as it's just about that person, then nobody thinks about the whole of sanitizes it. How many, right? Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just very sad. It's very very sad. Yep. Again, it's that standard of truth. People, we see we don't we we look at Hamas and we go, oh how terrible is that? They went into somebody's house and just shot them. They went into and you know just shot people. We, we do that every day. Like, All right, we, that's we, that's we just kill children. We kill children out of convenience every day. Right. That's just that's just metropolitan violence. Yeah. That's a normal Saturday night in Chicago or pick a I mean large city. I mean, like we we don't we don't think about like we go, oh, that's horrible, that's terrible, that should never happen. And it's like I'm in total agreement. Right. I'm in total agreement, but that means it shouldn't happen across the board. That means that means when it's even inconvenient for us, it shouldn't happen, right? So we only want to do, see, it's okay as long as it's over there and we go, oh, yeah, we can look at that from a distance and see how terrible that is. But when we're doing it ourselves, it you know, that, that we don't want to bring that one up. See, we we sweep, sweep that under the rug or we, you know, change that or something, right? We yeah. justify That's really not much different than Phariseeism. They, no, it's not. No, it's, that's the point, right? Like, yeah. Extremism. Yeah. Is they, you know, change things to fit their needs and they found loopholes to get what they wanted. Yeah. We're still following our law, but we're killing this man, which is against their law. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many things. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how many people have studied this, but there are so many things they did that were illegal mm-hmm. that and it never bothered them. It just never bothered them about how illegal it was. But literally, Jesus had a right to say, I've been treated unfairly. I have, you know, like he could have. Yeah. I mean, he could. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, the amount of illegal things that they were doing was just crazy. They changed. They even changed what his crime was three different times. They couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. So they, they changed it three times in the process of the trial right like so and uh they already were considering him guilty did you know that deuteronomic uh deuteronomic law would actually tell if you arrested somebody and tried them off of a betrayer's word not only was the betrayer but also you were to be getting the crime you were going to give to that person Mm. 
they should have arrested themselves at that moment, right? Like, I mean, they, they literally did something illegal in God's law. Yeah. Uh, holding trials at night. And in particular, before the Sabbath, um, you, you were supposed to sacrifice before you ever held a trial because you had to know what God's thoughts were on this. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they weren't concerned about that. The mm-hmm. high priest ripping his garments. That was a death penalty. Nobody looked. Nobody looked at Caiaphas and went, oh, "Crucify him!" <laughs> like, like, but he he is not allowed as the high priest to rip the priestly garments. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that is a major crime. And so he, what he, what happened? Well, he had the people in the palm of his hand, right? And as long as he could get people to stay focused on this guy. He could do whatever he wanted and, and nobody cared, like the ultimate extreme, right? Nobody even cared. Hmm. And, and it was completely against the Lord. How many things? See, extremism is against God. But when we justify our actions because we just feel like we're right, but have no standard of truth, we are extreme. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Pretty much sinful at that point. We're going to be sinful. We're going to do something that's wrong. Hmm. And people don't think the word of God is practical, right? How practical is that? We need God's word to keep us on the, keep us balanced because we go crazy. Hmm. Um, well, we are getting close to time. And I know that we, before we started, we want, said we wanted to pray for Israel and our nation. Mm-hmm. You guys think about that. You want to do that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the uplifting part of all this, is, uh, we're, we're going to turn this and make it uplifting at the at the very end. But the one thing I do want to say is, again, there's no condemnation. Uh, no matter what we've done, there's no condemnation. It, it's right. We have to turn our hearts go back to God. So, you know, like, you know, like I, I like, for example, in all this talk, if if somebody's watching this and they're a member of of hamas and, and they're for some reason watching this or if if you uh have committed an abortion there's there's no condemnation because guess what the three of us are sinners too right just so you know newsflash we've all sinned and and probably today at some point but uh you know the the uplifting part of this is there's no condemnation and and go back to god and you know, Jesus, thanks to Jesus, we have atonement for our sins. That's right. That's right. So I wanted to make this up. I wanted to make this uplifting before, uh-huh. you know. Appreciate Jesus that. still saves. He's still saving everybody who's willing to come. Everybody who's willing to come, come. Jesus mm-hmm. saves. Yep. That's right. But yes, Phil, uh, uh, let's definitely pray for Israel and pray for America. You know, uh, we were talking off offline here before we started, and we, you know, we were talking about, you know, the president of the United States went and made a uh, an announcement from the Oval Office earlier, or well, last night actually, mm-hmm. uh, when we recorded this. Uh, so, you know, things around the world are getting a little crazy, but God, you yeah. know, so uh, I, I I'll start. I'll start us if you guys would would like, and then you guys feel free to jump in. Um, 
I'm not a professional. I'm just a guy. So <laughs> I'm okay. gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off and then you guys chime in as, right. as you see fit. Father God, we just thank you for being our God. We thank you for knowing and seeing everything that takes place on this uh, in this world that we live in here in the in this physical world. And God, you know what's going on. You know uh, what's in people's minds and what's in people's hearts. And you know uh, where you hear the cries of the people crying out. And there are innocent victims on every side of this entire situation that we're we're experiencing in this world. And there's guilty, you know, those who are guilty and of doing things. And Lord, we just thank you that you are our God, that you, that you know these things, you see these things, you love all your children, but you are the 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 judge, not us, not any person is the judge you are you're the ultimate judge and you're our god and i thank you for that and lord you know we come tonight here as we record this we just come to you and say lord we pray that you protect the innocent no matter where they are in this world and we pray for all your children that you protect them uh that you know our leaders that you give guidance and wisdom lord even the ones that we don't agree with or we don't feel are living according to your will or desire for them, that's, again, that would be us judging them. So, God, uh, we just ask that you be the judge of our leaders around the world in the various countries. And uh, we pray that you, you change people's hearts. We pray that you change these leaders' hearts. We pray that you you change these extremists' hearts. And number one, like we mentioned, God, you are the judge of what's extreme or not. Because to Robert's point, you are the the scales of truth. You you are the measure of truth. So we trust you for that. And we ask you, God, to make yourself present in this world in, in a strong and powerful way that you become present and you really start touching people and changing their hearts. And uh, we, we just lift this all up to you, God, this is above us. This is above all of us. There's a lot of individual people out there doing their thing, God, but we just pray that you change people's hearts and that you be with all the people, no matter where they are. Father, we know that you tell us in, in the word, you, you tell us very clearly that your desire is that all would come to be conformed to the image of Christ, that we would all come to know you. And Lord, we just pray that, that that means everybody. That means whether they're part of a terrorist group like Hamas, or they're part of another country, or they're part of Israel, or they're part of America, or they're part of wherever they're from. All of us are people. We all are at some point related to Adam, and that means we are all sinful. And Lord, we have all been corrupt. We all need a Savior, and we need you, Jesus. And so, Lord, we just pray even now that throughout this situation that's going on, uh, I know, Lord, that there's a lot out there who are looking for justice. There's a lot of people out there looking for peace. And the reality is, Lord, justice and peace are found in Jesus. They're not going to be found in the world. They're not, we're not going to somehow magically wake up tomorrow, Father, and have perfect justice. We're too corrupt for that. 
But Lord, we know that justice comes from you and we know that you will do that. And that Lord, that your peace comes in and, and, it, and it's given to us through Christ. And so we just, you know, what is surprising to us that happens in the world, all the world that's having trouble and all the situations where we see governments that are not turning towards you, that are making poor choices or, or making choices on their own, or you, we see uh, people who are choosing to do the wrong thing or think they're doing the right thing and that it's in your name. The reality is, Lord, all of this is just part of what the world is doing apart from you everybody's declaring they're right but the truth is you're the one who is righteous and so lord we need your wisdom and your understanding we pray your peace over jerusalem and over israel we pray for your peace to come through wars that we've seen in both israel now and in in russia and the ukraine and and just even your peace here in america where it seems like nobody has peace they're just trying to search all kinds of places father we know that that's in you we pray for your peace we pray that lord that you would introduce yourself to many many people that they would come to know that you are the truth that you are the way you are the life there's no other way you're not introducing another way. You've already told this, uh, this in scripture. You've shown this to us. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would bring many, many people to yourself. We do pray for our governments, Lord, in the world that, that Lord, these governments in the world have leaders that need your wisdom. When they refuse your wisdom, when they refuse to listen to your Holy Spirit, we've seen in scripture that that does not end well. And so we're asking that you would move over the leaders and the nations that you would give them wisdom and understanding, convict them with your Holy Spirit, that they may turn to Jesus as well, that they may be saved as well and make decisions based on what they know from you. But Father, we know that, that in this world, we will have trouble. Jesus, you've already told us in this world, we're going to have trouble, but that we should rest, be, be uh, at peace and rest assured in you because you have overcome the world. And our hope is not in somehow that there's going to be some government or, or, and our hope is not somehow that we're going to create this perfect utopia society. Our hope is simply in you, Jesus. That, that's where our hope is. And you're not shocked at the trouble that the world brings. It came for you too. And, but uh, I pray that you help us to continue to see your peace in our life in spite of what's going on. And we pray that people would come towards you in spite of what's going on. So we do pray that you would save lives. Uh, we pray that there wouldn't be innocent uh, loss of life. And we pray that there wouldn't be uh, just, just uh, wars and rumors of wars in such a way that people are just lost with no purpose. But Lord, we do pray that your Holy Spirit would still bring good out of this, out of all the things that we do that are extreme or that, that uh, cause unsettling and unrest, you still get the good out of these things, Father. Bring people to yourself, draw them to yourself, that we may see salvations, that we may see people saved, and that they may truly experience, maybe for the first time in their life, real peace. And we thank you for it. Father, we pray that you will give us peace and comfort in it any trial that may come our way, whether it be something that comes this year and carries into the next, or whether it be an individual trial or a worldly trial, 
Lord, we just pray that as these things come, and they will come, we pray that we would look to you for your spirit upon us, that we may find you, to know you, to trust you, and to constantly look to you, no matter what comes our way. We pray for our nation. Pray that this nation, who was built upon the rock, built upon your son, Jesus Christ, that we will continue to teach our children about you, that we will continue to learn about you, continue to seek you. We pray, Father, for other nations of the world, that they would all come to know you as well, so that all together we may band together and truly make this world better than it is, though we know that peace will not fully come until your son returns. Let us find peace in our own little places where we are, that we can have a piece of Jesus in our lives to bring us peace. So carry us forward in the days and weeks and months to come. We pray for the peace of Israel. We pray for the United States. We pray for our leaders, our soldiers, and the soldiers of the IDF. We just pray, Father, that you will carry us through it all. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. <laughs> very good well yes we appreciate you all uh and we ask you to join us in prayer over our country and over over our the situations taking place in the world and um we thank you for watching tonight and look forward to seeing you next week all right good night everybody <laughs>